Shalom, family. So today's topic will be synthesis of consciousness. I'm going to keep this one at a good time. And we're also going to make sure you're getting bite sizes of information as I explain this topic and discuss what consciousness is and the roles that it plays as a human being as we walk through society and through this thing we call life. Hope everybody's doing well. No, you know what? I, I pray everybody's doing well. Let's keep positive vibes here and keep a good mental state. And, you know, I I, I pray that everything I'm, I'm speaking on reaches you guys and becomes something informative so that you can adapt and learn to apply this information in society as well. And that it opens up the minds of those listening to step out there and do their own research and understand that we are in a time that we all need to, as a men of our household, we need to start taking care of our household and supplying the things that the women and the kids need. So by doing by by doing that, we need we need to understand that there's processes to doing that. And that is educating yourself so you know how to take care of your household. And that's with the way you eat, the way the the things you listen to, the things you read, all these different factors are going to help you to be a better human being for yourself and for your family. So as we go through this, we're going to really unravel and understand, you know, how how incredible and profound a brain is. Because there's a lot of things that are being discussed in articles and research being done by doctors and people winning Nobel Prizes um, in the in the uh, in the realm of consciousness and what it's doing to human beings right now as we progress and how we've evolved throughout the years. You see, there's things that we need to understand um, to grow as a community and. Properly feeding the brain with the foods and the things that you watch and listen to is something you have to pass on to your children as them being your next generation. So let's go ahead and get this started. So what I have is, as a community, we have a a vast amount of opportunity to understand the brain and its processes. Consciousness is often described as the mind's subjective subjective experience now on that note here consciousness is of uh, excuse me consciousness is often described as the mind's subjective experience so what happens with the brain as we walk through society and life we have our pineal gland which is responsible for decoding information and picking up light fragments and understanding the colors and the things around us to help better introduce ourselves into being being a successful human being. And consciousness tends to sometimes do its own thing and other times it allows us free will. And I think that this reason, the reason this happens is because 
subconscious, the subconscious mind stores memories and it tries to, in a fragmented kind of way, piece together things, the traumatic experiences, but it also tries to protect itself. And it tends to go into defense mode at the right times and sometimes the wrong times. And we don't understand these things, you know, that anxiety and stuff when they come on, we we don't understand why they happen. And there's times that I've had it before and, and you know, there was nothing that should have even kicked it off, but just something in the environment caused my body to sense danger. And it put me in a fight or flight mode. And I've had to remove myself from the situation and come back, kind of like a little restart. That's a psychology trick if you do get anxiety or something like that is to walk away from the place you're standing and come back. It tends to get the mind to think that you left the anxiety behind um, in that in the place that you were at the moment. But you see, consciousness plays a role in all of these things because with us decoding information, the, the occipital lobe is responsible for color. And recently I've come across the idea that this is the place responsible and located for creativity, in my opinion. And there's research to back this up. Because that, that part of the brain is responsible for color detection and visualization and can cause hallucinations at times of distress, distress and stuff um, in that nature. And also, I think it's responsible in decoding information and turning it into art you know the the light forms the color forms of certain th individuals and their personality traits turn that into something beautiful and phenomenal such as authors writing books musicians singing songs painters painting canvases up these masterpieces and turning them from the inside out they have internalized and decoded something in their environment that made them go into this creative space and allow these color frames to turn into images and become something creative of life. Consciousness is, is something that's been discussed for many years and till this day I still, you know, have opportunities to try to wrap my mind around it but you know Carl Jung was somebody that man he explored some things that I don't think many people even know to this day you know uh, the the path that he took to understand the mind he dove into shadow self and the shadow part of the brain or evil as you would say in you know scripture and biblical texts uh, and other religious texts but he he got so far into the images of certain emotions that would come about, deities he would call them, or, or figures that would talk to him or come up in his mind. And mind you, he wasn't psychotic because he was a psychologist. He was a very humbled and sophisticated person that, you know, had a very good professional job, but... He explored these realms and made this, this book he has called The Red Book... And he, he he would play with these deities, I guess you could say. And I wouldn't su suggest this in any manner whatsoever. But it's fascinating the way that he was able to play with these images and, and, and dissect them and 
find out what they were and what they came from. And he, he stated that it was an ancestral configuration that was documented on our DNA, you know, all the way back to our ancestral uh, first comers of the of the world, I guess you could say. And what he was exploring was these archetypes or of the pantheon, you know, of these different ideas and concepts and other practices and belief systems. And he explored the same things in the same places that Hitler and all of these wicked people explored and, 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 and externalized and caused destructive chaos and disorder. But you see, Carl Jung, he never acted upon it. He would write it down and make stories and images and draw these things up. And he, explore, he explored consciousness in a way I don't think anyone ever will. Um, I don't know what that meant for him. You know, and I can't say that he was playing in the right side of the field. I don't know personally, but you know, my beliefs in, in Yahuwah, Yahya, Elohim, or Elohia, which is Proto Sinetic, Paleo Hebrew, and Yahuwah is Hebrew. Um, people are understanding these, these names now, um, finally. And I'm, I'm I'm very grateful for this. That people are really finding the the true name of the Creator. But I don't know what role he played um, as a psychologist or the good side or the bad side. But for him to explore consciousness in this manner was fascinating. The way he fabricated these ideas is indistinguishable from any other research I've ever seen. But you see, consciousness tends to create what it needs to to understand the environment. As far as dreams go, it makes you wonder where do dreams come from because we don't create them on our own. People say they do it in meditation, but it's more of a visual technique than it is an actual hallucination. I'm not saying that it's not possible, but neuroscientifically dreams happen on their own the mind tends to use these images and and project them when you slow down your breath enough and your breath hits the atmosphere of the world around you these little light fragments and turns it into like a movie projector screen inside your own brain and makes up images to work out its trials and tribulations of the day and man that is that is man that's mind blowing um to to unravel that and and peel back the layers and and smell the roses there to understand how sophisticated the brain is just in that behavior i don't understand why people aren't exploring things like this more this is the things that give you life you know chasing rabbits you would call it and there's places that you can go that take you off the path of life. But with a strong mind and a strong pursuit for the betterment of society, we have these different areas and rooms of the giant house, I guess you could say, 
to explore, books to read, fundamental ideas, and intelligent people to listen to. Consciousness is, is something we can barely get a grasp on, you know, in 2023. People try to say they know what it is, and Jordan Peterson explains it very well, but he still knows that we have research that still needs to be done. And the imagination is a, an incredible tool in getting yourself out of situations, exploring it for the ideas of creativity, and conceptualizing whatever the heck thoughts and dreams and the hallucinations of that realm even is, you know, to drip that creation is phenomenal, you know, to be a part of that and to touch that space is to share that ambiance with the creator, Yahya Yahuwah. You know, that's how you become uh, you become closer to the Creator and that personal relationship is exploring the depths of who you are. And sometimes we do have to find people for help to do this because you can explore the depths of who you are and turn out like Hitler. Literally, we have the opportunity to become either a genius or a psychopath. It's a fine line between those two things and the brain tends to use that intelligence in, in ways that it can to get where it needs to go for success and sometimes that can become very destructive and harmful to others because when you're trying to get a point across and nobody hears you and nobody understands you you tend to take that intelligence and mutilate it and, and, and turn that tool that was for you into something bad and that's that's consciousness exploring the shadow self with the roots down to hell and what we need to do is escape that realm and climb back up the ladder into the roots that you know carry on and, and go into the places that we hope to be in new jerusalem when it comes down um, to make heaven on earth we've got to get out of those spaces and sometimes we can't control the fact that we get there with depression and schizophrenia but these Things are always able to be cured. But first you have to find the underlining. Pinning. Um, indoctrination that's caused. The situation to begin with. And. You know. The, the a, an important role in. Moving forward in consciousness. And understanding who you are. Is definitely feeding it the proper nutrients. Even psychologists do this. When you come in to talk to them. They try to feed you to put you in a better mood. Or let you chew gum. Because they know psychologically what food does. People are hungry most of the time. Because they're not satiated with the proper nutrition. And that hunger. Can cause those who are creative. To make miserable decisions. But. The next note I have is why food is the most crucial factoring or factor in nourishing the brain. And I have tried to push this for many, many years to go plant-based. I'm even pushing to the point where I'm trying to go frugivore, but I 
work out five days a week, so I'm trying to find that balance. But most of the time, my foods I hardly cook. I'm trying to get to the point where I'm eating mostly raw fruits and vegetables and some nuts every now and then and hemp milk, coconut milks, things like that. I do a lot of fruit, uh, homemade fruit juices and I'm going to invest in a juicer because that's something that's important because of the vital, vital minerals and natural sugars that break down and feed the brain and fuel it within the fruits that you find. We are a lot of the dark complexed melanated people understand that melanin in your food this, the pigmentation of the color is important because it fuels the brain in ways that no other food can the darker the berry the sweeter the juice literally when it comes to your food melanin plays a role in the darker the color of the skin of the fruit and Barashaya or Barashit Genesis 129 says that our food is every fruit and herb yielding seed shall be meat for you and the animal. The one and only time it clearly states what we are to eat. And in Sirach, Ecclesiasticus, tells you that food be your, your herbs and your food be for medicine. And you hear, you know, even in Greek mythology and people like that of, of Greek belief systems... Stated, let food be thy medicine. There's plenty of books to check out by Dr. Sebi. Yaki's phenomenal. His YouTube is is absolutely inspirational. I watch his stuff religiously. Um, if anybody knows any way for him to contact me, I've been trying to get on with him and be employed by his company. It'll be an amazing opportunity to progress with him. But that's the dude you, you all of you need to get on to and listen He's got a book coming out in July, and I would highly suggest buying it because he's incredibly, incredibly informative. And he talks about a lot of this stuff as well. Yeah, fruit juices and fruits, we're honestly more designed to be frugivores than anything else. Our body breaks down fruit sugars and stuff like that the way that it should and hydrates the cells immediately, wipes out the trash that causes cancer. Clears out the cells that's not allowing the brain to function properly because you're smothering the cells of oxygen. And consciousness can't work that way. But what we have to understand is that melanin and the sun go hand in hand for the body to break down carbohydrates or simple sugars. The brain needs natural sugar to run properly. Carbon. That's why they keep saying reduce your carbon footprint. Carbon is melanin and sugar. It's all the same, but it's natural fructose sugar that the tongue is already breaking down as it hits the mouth. When you eat fruit, doctors tell diabetics don't eat it with this. That's incorrect. You can reverse any type of disease with a 30-day fruit fasting program. Solid food vacation, nothing but fruits and fruit juices. And your herbs, of course, like sea moss and moringa and graviola and you know, licorice and stuff like this to, you know, help the adrenal glands and the kidneys get back online to start functioning properly. To detox the body of all the toxins and stuff that has been backed up in the lymph nodes and the lymphatic system. You see, the brain utilizes any type of information that we feed it and food is DNA. It's life and you put it under a microscope. Fruit water is structured water. 
H302. Research it. There's a Nobel Prize one out there by a guy that was researching H302. Found out that it structured water alive. Cell that completely hydrates and nourishes the body better than H2O water does. Coconut water is the best place to go. That or cucumbers. If you do cucumber and coconut water, even better. Coconut water mimics that of a melanated woman's breasts. Because right after the child gets off the breast and goes to liquids, it needs to be coconut milk or coconut water or fruit juices and fruits and vegetables. 80% frugivore, 20% vegetables limit your food as much as you possibly could that's cooked but you see consciousness plays a critical role in everything that we do and to become a self-sustaining developed citizen of this world you have to break the barriers let go of things that no longer matter you understand that this is very important for us to move into the ideas of researching everything. Pay attention to everything. Lion's mane mushrooms, phenomenal for the brain. Ginkgo biloba. Hawthorn berries. Circulatory things like that and beets. Take care of your bodies and your brain. For it is the temple. Of the Most High, Yahiah, Elohiah. Or Yahuwah, Elohim. And you see consciousness, there's this, so I have this little study here. It's a detective story out of an article I got off of Springer Nature Limited magazine, Nature Volume 37, page 53. It says consciousness is often described as the mind's subjective experience, whereas a basic robot can unconsciously detect Conditions such as color, temperature, or sound. Consciousness describes the qualitative feeling that is associated with those perceptions, together with the deeper processes of reflection, communication, and thought, says Matthias Mischel, a, a philosopher of science and a PhD student at Sorbonne University in Paris. By the second half of the 19th century, scientists had developed a program for studying consciousness that resembles present approaches. Mitchell says, but research lulled throughout much of the 20th century as psychologists rejected introspection to focus instead on observable behaviors and the stimuli that caused them. Even in the 1970s and 1980s, a, co a cognitive science became established Consciousness remained a controversial topic among scientists who openly questioned whether it was a valid area of scientific investigation. Early in his career, molecular biologist and noble Lurate Francis Crick wanted to study consciousness but instead chose to work on the more tangible mysteries of DNA. And you see, DNA has ribose in it. Sugar. It's made up of sugar to make the DNA strand because we need natural sugar to live to thrive to feed the brain not these white sugars and stuff like that <clears throat> they see in the grocery stores these things can't be broken down and they feed parasites the brain has different rooms and vaults to explore and to understand
The left and the bright, the left and the right brain hemispheres need to work accurately. And to be able to problem solve and identify the next step for you as an individual, we have to know these things and why the brain works the way it does. Buy you a book called Prescription for Nutritional Healing. I have the fifth edition by Phyllis, Phyllis A. Balch is what it looks like, B-A-L-C-H. That is one of the best books you could ever put your hands on. Every disease and everything you could ever think of is in there. Tells you what to take naturally. What the what the issue is. Conditions, recommendations, and things to do to fix that. All diseases are reversible. But having books like this at our fingertips are important. And what we have to understand is that they're not going to help us anymore. You see, I've talked before on in my Instagram that the way that we have been de- de- designed is incredible. The way our DNA is written. Hebrew letters, there's 22. We have 22 amino acids that make up the body to live. Essential 22 amino acids. And each letter that you speak of the Hebrew, especially the Proto-Synetic Paleo-Hebrew, heals. And that's why Yahayasha or Yahusha Hamashiach or Hamashaya was healing people because he was doing it the way he spoke because he spoke the language of the Father. Zephaniah 3.9 says the pure language will be restored. Our DNA code or excuse me our DNA makeup has a code on every cell like that of a computer binary code. And this in itself gives evidence of divine mind creating who we are down to a pinpoint. You know, that right there should help you understand how finely tuned our brain is. It was not created by accident. These things that we see in nature, we mimic within our bodies and so on and so forth up into the Shemayam, the Shemayam, the heavens. And you see, if you look at, I call it Yahuwah Yahaya's thumbprint. You might know it as the golden ratio or phi. And this divine proportion existing in the smallest to the largest numbers and patterns whose relationship can only be the result of the omnipotent good and all wise Al-Chayar Al-Chim of scripture. Romayam or Romans 120, Yocha Nananin or Yochanan, John 1 3, or Job or Job 38 4 through 5. You have things such as, and this ties into all the brain and consciousness and what it is, the medulla, medulla oblongata. You probably remember hearing this on Waterboy um, when the teacher was in the class and he was making fun of him and he said, But my mama said, and he tackles him. I know you guys remember that movie for sure because that's a that's one everybody grew up on. But the medulla oblongata sits below the pons and next to the cerebellum. It has been given the name the mouth of Yah. Reason being is when Yah speaks to us, His word resonates here and moves its way up the brain, 
causing the parietal lobe of the brain to shut down in the, and the other areas of the brain to awaken. The parietal lobe is responsible for self-awareness. The vagus nerve, which I call the tree of life, Varashaya, or Varashit, Genesis 32.30. You've got the brain, the vagus nerve that runs down that looks like a tree planted in soil. And, and Genesis 32.30 says, Yaakov, or Jacob, seen Yah face to face and lived to tell the story. He said the place was called Peniel. The pineal gland of the brain is responsible for REM sleep and dreams, or in Yaakov's case, he had a vision, and Yah allowed him to share and elaborate on the tree of life. And you also have, you know, these other parts and regions of the brain responsible um, for pretty fascinating things, such as the thalamus. Associated functions is relying, relaying motor and sensory information, memory, alertness, consciousness, and contributes to perception and cognition. Do you see all of these different areas and how small some of the glands and organs and stuff are in the body, yet they play an important role in your one individual body? And there's billions of us on this earth with all this incredible mechanical computer-like, fascinating work done within our system. We would be a fool to say there is no creator. And we also have, I may have shared before, but I'll share again. Our original creator's DNA lithography is written Y-A-H. Yah is one of the most ancient names for Yahuwah Al-Chaim or Yahiah Al-Chaya that exists. And I put in here the picture above is the DNA breakdown of humans. Coincidence? I think not. This is a DNA breakdown written with Y-A-H on it. You can Google this. And it's also, there's a video you can research on YouTube. The breath in our lungs literally breathes his name. It's it's fascinating these things that they come up with and find out, man. And 2,000 years later, doctors and stuff are saying, oh, we figured it out. It's like, no, you guys are figuring out what they already knew when they wrote it down. Excuse me, when they wrote it down in the Safar or the Sefer or the book of the beginning and the end, the Allah and the Ta, or the Allah and the Taya. Or you might know it as the olive and the tav. You also have what I call the stairway to heaven represented in our bodies by the creator. The pineal gland looks like a pine cone known as the throne of Yah. 24 cranial nerves of the 24 elders in Hazayah or Revelation 4.4. 4. The main endocrine gland rests between the two cerebral hemispheres. The cherubim mentioned in Vereshire or Vereshit, Genesis 3.24, guard the tree of life, the spinal column. Yaakov's ladder consists of 33 vertebrae, leading, the cherubim, leading to the cherubim holding a pine cone. Now, I don't think these things were designed by accident. 
when you start to be able to see these things revealed in scripture and within your own body man <laughs> it should get you excited for the things to come if you're truly walking out scripture and following the dietary laws and the the moedim or the feast out of leviticus 23 and it's in, in, in understanding that the Torah or the Torah is our law. And it's not something that that you're bound by. It's something that gives you freedom because it's something that gets you closer and more personal the relationship with Yahya or Yahuwah. And another thing I want to share before I get a little bit um, calm down here and we'll just kind of dissect a little bit of this is we also have let's see here we've got you got brain waves which have gamma beta alpha theta and delta those are things to research about the brain you got herbs for organs that i mentioned earlier um, we've also got um, how the solar system or an atom looks almost identical. We reflect the image of the creation because we were created out of the dust of the earth, Adarets or Adarats. And you have different dimensions of the brain, like the reptilian, the mam mammalian, or mam mammalian brain, nor neocortex, consciousness, higher self, the universe looks like the womb um, shooting stars and stuff like that that hits the earth's atmosphere or falls out of the sky looks like the womb of a woman the human cell kind of looks like the core of the earth inside um, there's so so there's a lot of really fascinating things out there the secret of light that ties into the brain and harmony and um, the rhythm that it plays in our environment and what it helps us to do and you know there's a lot more to explore but the one that i really wanted to share i think i'm almost there is dna and nutrition and this is why i always try to push the education on a plant-based diet or a plant-based lifestyle really the telomere of the dna is like the fountain of youth it's responsible for aging in a plant-based diet or lifestyle, both by design and science proves feeding the DNA fruits and veggies slows the dissipation of the telomeres. The DNA has these little ends on the telomeres. Um, during aging, oxidative stress causes, causes them to deteriorate. That's what causes you to get older and die. But you could slow down that process by eating cleaner and following the dietary laws because you're feeding the brain and you're feeding the Ryak Kadayasha or the Ruach Hakadesh. And these are things that we have had at the tip of our fingers within scripture or the Hebraic scriptures, the Bariya, which means Hebrew. I've been studying deeply as much as I possibly can as the Bariya Lashan, the Hebrew language, the ancient proto Sinetic written on the tablets given to Moshe or Moses. You see, 
there's many places to explore when it comes to consciousness as far as people to listen to and learn from. To me right now, I'm stuck on Jordan Peterson and Yaqui because, man, their approaches and concepts and the way they problem solve and work through things is an absolutely incredible um, thing to, to experience and to be a part of. You watch them and you see that they reflect those creative juices that have been put in them from Yahya or Yahuwah, the Creator. Some people don't know, but when you surrender and give your life over to Yahya or Yahusha, you surrender and you realize the breath within your lungs is Yahuwah or Yah or Yahya. When you understand that the brain has been designed to do these things for a reason, you step into the realm of understanding consciousness and dreams and visions, and you return back to the natural ways that we should be living. Shamayam is where we should shoot for. The heavens, the new Yarushalayam coming down. We have to come together and understand these fascinating principles and things that we can learn from each other. We have the opportunity right now at our disposal of technology and information being put out there to really come together and help those melanated brothers and sisters that scripture was written about. Yahayasha, Hamashayar, Yahusha Hamashiach, the son, was ruddy. And our skin originally was melanated. All of us come from there. And in a garden, they were eating fruits and vegetables, and they were allowed to eat from every tree that they chose. Not until after the fall was it made okay to eat certain animals, because Yahya knew people were going to do it anyways, because they wouldn't know how to understand and satiate their hunger because of the aggressiveness and the fine line of intelligence and creativity and genius and sociopath or psychopath. They wouldn't know how to understand those things. So we had to allow certain things because he didn't want to push people to control them. All he wanted was love. As do you deep down. But you've built up this barrier or wall because we're the only species that knows we're going to die. So we build up this personality to act like we're so tough. Yeah, we always got to eat meat because we're powerful and it makes us feel good and I'm animalistic. It's a joke, dude. We were created to love all things. That is power. When you can sit with a lion and love it and pet it, that beast comes to you and sets with you. That is power. Anybody and their mother could kill a wild animal with some practice. But it takes a real power field from Yahya Yahua, Ruach HaKadosh, Arayach, Kadayasha, the breath of Yah in your lungs. To accept that it takes power to set with wild animals and allow them to love on you and you love on them. The same with people. We're no different. We have parts of our brain that are responsible for aggressiveness because we need to be loved and appreciated and understood. Consciousness tends to unravel like a lotus flower and open up the petals of the experiences of all the things that we've done throughout our lives. Traumatic experiences tend to right on our DNA like an ontological tattoo and sometimes peeling those layers back can be tough and our consciousness becomes dim 
starts to fill up with spider webs. We don't know how to dust those things out anymore, so we need some help. And those people that are walking in the light are the ones that are supposed to shine the light on you or lead you the way that you were led to help you to plant the seed. Allow the water, the eternal water, Mayach, to be given to them, the eternal water that Yahayasha or Yahusha HaMashiach talked about. We have to explore these realms and understand that there's fundamental principles as we walk through life. Loving and caring for one another and loving and caring for ourselves is something that's important. The brain and the way that it, it, it picks up sound and vibrations and frequencies, not only in the things that you hear, but the foods that you eat, they have frequency. And the highest frequency foods are those with color. The lowest frequency foods are flesh that come from animals that make you sick, that give you diseases, that stop your consciousness from working at full potential. And science is exploring these things because it wants to build up its own reality instead of turning to the book that gives you life, the Sofar, or the book of the scriptures. There's things that we have to do as a community to help lift each other up because neuroscience and neuroanatomy and even anatomy itself I've got posters in here you know in my in my home to look at and I've got a YouTube channel you guys can check out under Drip Collective and I'm sharing those things about food and supplementation and getting on a healthier lifestyle and you know what minerals are and what the adrenal glands do and what these you know what the lymphatic system is for like understanding why people are having prostate cancer and erectile dysfunction it all starts from the stomach and the brain if you can't take care of your own body how do you expect to take care of your kids we're becoming a sorry excuse for life on this earth but we can do better all of us can do better we were created to fill life not death because of our sin we afflict these things and cause our own death yes of course we all have a number day but we can do the best to feel our best while we're here on earth and to help others feel that way as well. Being led by the Ruach Kadayasha, Ruach HaKadosh, the breath of Yah. To feed your brain and nourish it, allow it to grow. Teaching your kids at a young age to help them play is absolutely, you know, crucial in neural, neuronal development. It's actually what helps them grow at a young age to be able to play and uh, makes them social as they age and get older and feeding them the proper foods at a young age too is something that's important for brain growth and development you wonder why all these children are coming out with tumors and cancers and stuff at a young age is because the woman carrying the child doesn't know how to kick her own cravings and I'm not saying it's just her fault. It also could be the man's fault that's not helping lead them. Or maybe even being there for them. But, you know, being able to decode consciousness in a proper way is going to help all of us. We have to understand what's important when it comes to 
unlocking barriers and and allowing us to explore the best opportunities for ourselves. You know, as we age, things that are important too are your B vitamins. They're good for the nervous system. Um, you know, a little bit of calcium, magnesium you can find in your sea moss. A lot of your fruits and vegetables contain the things that we need, especially if you're getting them farm-raised or somebody that's growing them themselves. Miami Fruit's a good place to check out on Instagram. They've got exotic fruit you could eat. But B vitamins and stuff, you know, the vitaminerals, the vita, vita, middle minerals that you get in multivitamins comes from your food and things like sea moss. Don't even get me started on fish oil because I've already found out a lot of the stuff they're saying isn't even true on it. Nor do they even do the correct research on if fish oil is beneficial or not. To me, I say no. I'd rather get it from my sea moss because that's what the fish eat. But that's my opinion do your research as you will i just know that i get tested regularly bioelectrical impedance testing which is similar to german technology alternative to needles and my levels have always been okay i mean right where they need to be you know, i have low omega-3 levels on my tests so you know we have these opportunities to explore these realms and journal and write down how you feel and what the brain's doing and you know why it's important to explore these places and if if we don't take the time and the opportunity to help each other um, you know there's games and things you can do to build up the brain because you have to allow the brain to keep growing the brain needs new new um, opportunities to grow such as playing an instrument playing chess playing games that expand your mind and get away from the television because it's corrupting your mind quit listening to crappy music quit eating crappy food follow the dietary laws and walk out the Torah it's easy I say it's easy as in it's easy to build that relationship so you can learn how to do it Yahweh Yahuwah teaches you the difficult part is being tested, yes. But when you realize the taste of your tongue isn't as important as the fuel for the body, you start to make better decisions, especially for you and your family. I hope that was enough bite-sized information for today. I'll touch more to, uh, um, in maybe a few days or next week, and we'll explore a little bit more on different areas and regions of the brain. And we got some research to do, but I'm going to do one on the occipital lobe a little bit more. Probably touch on creativity and explore what creativity does for people and the research that is showing of those that have gotten out of depression, such as myself and schizophrenia and things like that, by exploring the, real, the realms of creativity where Yahweh Yahuwah is we embrace him and he embraces us in those places because he gave us those gifts to use to explore consciousness shalom bataya shalom peace be to you all family of the covenant and i want to end this by saying bahashem yahiyasha hamashaya
In the name of Yahusha HaMashiach, may we all learn and graduate together from this place we called Earth and learn about all of these things that you possibly can about science and the brain and neuroanatomy and, you know, pick wisely the things that you read. Test everything. You know, whatever you have to do to explore the best possible opportunities for you and your you you and your household but don't give up because there's always places and spaces that we can find new ways and meet new faces to make new plays love you guys catch you on the next one